0: Yeah. So, to think for a minute, have you ever lost something that was really important to you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ever? I hear a lot of laughs around here. Um, you usually have to ask Jeanette where it is, and it's not lost, but it's found, right? right? But, you know, what? My, my story is interesting in, in the, about the wedding ring, so I just, I just pried it off here before I came up. And Jeanette was laughing at me and looking at me funny. But, you know, so this is, I've been married a while, but this is my third wedding ring. So um, so when we got married, uh, I was a poor college student. Jeanette was a slightly less poor, you know, working and retail person. And so she actually paid for our wedding rings, I have to confess, which is great. I appreciate that of her. Um, but, you know, so it was I loved it. And about nine years into being married, I was on a business trip in Munich, Germany, and I I sat down for dinner by myself, and I thought it would be good to take my wedding ring off because it was bothering me. And it's still there. (laughs) Well, probably not, but it went away. And so uh, then uh, a little bit later, she decided it wasn't good for me to not have a wedding ring, and so she surprised me on our 10th anniversary and and, uh, gave me another wedding ring, uh, Equally as beautiful as the one before, and um, and that one is now at the bottom of the Deerfield River. <laughs> so we were we were uh, uh, rafting when they do a dam release there in Western Mass. A lot of fun with my brother and our kids, and my ring slipped off, and you can't find a ring when it goes to the bottom of the river. You yeah. just uh, unless you have a metal detector in your in your bathing suit, you're done. So then a little while later. Um, I decided that I needed a wedding ring, so I bought one. This one is about one carat gold, so it's really more steel than it is gold, and I have to pry it on to get it on. But, you know, what it really reminded me is that losing my wedding ring had nothing to do with the decision I made. So really, it's it's a reminder, you know, and I, I, I like to keep it on because it reminds me, but really, I made a decision uh, to, what I like to think about is, in I'm old enough that I took traditional wedding vows. <coughs> You're younger, maybe you didn't do that. But one of the things that was in sort of the traditional set of vows, well, honor and obey too, but that's probably okay that that's gone maybe they're different, but it was forsaking all others till death do us part. <coughs> so I made a decision at that point in our relationship, when I was 19 years old, that I would forsake all others. <coughs> that, you know, that I would renounce is another way of saying that so I made a decision that that you know in this relationship she's the only one so I'm not looking for another I'm not entertaining the thought of another <clears throat> if the thought does come up of another uh, it's, it's off the table like I, I it's not I don't do that <clears throat> it's not in the way I think about things and so it's, it's interesting when you hear Jesus in Luke 14 if you want to look there in, in verse 33 <clears throat> Jesus tells the disciples, he says, in the same way, therefore, not, not one of you can be my disciple if he does not renounce all his own possessions. So, in, so we know this is a theme in the Gospels. We can probably say a few others like Matthew 6. But here he says that we have to renounce. They have to go off the table. Other things go off the table when we decide to follow Jesus. So what I'd like to do is just take a minute, and we've done this once or twice before, but what I'd like you to do is on your own, just read the verse silently, Luke 14, 33, take a minute or less to pray about it, and just reflect on what it means for you. So we'll take a minute to do that. Let's just reflect on Luke 14, 33, what it means for us to renounce everything else. Let's do that. Look down at Luke 22, and we'll, we'll read there before we pray. Luke 22, verse 14. <clears throat> now when the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table, and the apostles joined him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. On their last time together, their last meal together, Jesus showed them the example of saying, do this each time you take this cup and remember me. Remember the decision you made for me. Remember the decision you made to renounce all others, to make it first. And in a way, it's like a wedding ring. It's like a reminder every Sunday. And even Jesus says every time you you drink of the cup, To remember the decision that you made to put God first, to put Jesus first. And everything else, everything else was of less importance. So let's pray for communion and just reflect on our decision to renounce everything else. God, we love you. We're just grateful to be able to take communion together. But most of all, we're grateful that Jesus loved us enough to give up everything for us. To give up a place in heaven so that we could all have an eternal kingdom. Thank you for the example He is, for the just the the heart He showed, for just the what we what we realize when we accept His forgiveness and Your forgiveness and walk in the light. Help us today as we just reflect on Your sacrifice to be reminded about the decisions we make and to follow You with all our hearts. We love You. That's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.